Welcome back to Truth Hurts. We expose corrupt politicians and lying corporate media. I'm Jake Duesenberg, your host. Joining me, as always, Maga Jesse in the chair to my left. Appropriately, the chair to my left. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what's appropriate <laughs> about that, but uh, yeah, we got a lot of good stuff and a lot of truth to expose today. So excited to get into it. Yeah, we'll get uh, bumped on YouTube almost for sure on this one. So we're gonna cut the YouTube channel within like ten minutes. We'll get to that. Um, Bridget, are we supposed? To, no, we don't. We post that later. We'll post yeah. the Rumble link later. Uh, also joining me because of the topic, the new revelations about what came out on the COVID vaccine is health health freedom expert. That's what I just call you nowadays. Health freedom sure. expert, unemployed guy, yeah. <laughs> because you quit your job in the hospital because they were trying to mandate the vaccine on you. And this is Mark Bashovsky. So welcome back to the show, Mark. Always a pleasure to be here. And this is right in my wheelhouse today talking about this subject. So can't wait to get into it and make the truth hurt. And you do, mm-hmm. yeah. And you do a show also with us called the Truth Expedition, where you investigate many different things. And of course, vaccines are one of them. Um, I'm sure YouTube's got a signal. Oh, Mark's on the show. Can Get you it say off. the Get word? Even can you even say the V word? The carrot, the <laughs> Pfizer carrot. That's what we're going to talk about. The juice. No, mm-hmm. that's the nice thing about Rumble is they are for free speech. So we'll probably stay up on Rumble. We'll get rid of YouTube eventually. But if you're watching on YouTube, stay with us for a little bit. Reading your comments, posting in the comment section is Bridget. Let us know where you're watching. Bridget, coming back from Kansas, short mm-hmm. trip. Literally just 20 minutes ago. Did you really get back? You came right back into town and came to see us? Yeah. Wow, <laughs> impressive. I got it before and drove here. There you go. Well, let us so. know where you are watching from. We appreciate uh, see Tucker already commenting in the section. We love you, Tucker. Thank you so much for tuning in every week. Not Tucker Carlson, the other Tucker. <laughs> I'm sure we'll hear from Maybe not he Senator Carla mm-hmm. Nelson today on the show, too. Running the dials over there, the thankless job, Dawson. Thank you very much, Dawson. Look at that haircut. So rad. He got everything he wanted this morning. We got to do our morning sync meeting outdoors in the sun. So he's he's on cloud nine right now until an hour into the podcast where he's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> he's silent too right now. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into this thing. Uh, Joe Rogan had another interesting guest. Now, Joe Rogan, I've been a fan for, uh, um, well, of his podcast for like a decade, but you know him much longer because I'm a big UFC fan. And uh, he's got a good mix. It started with comedians and there's some good comedians. I love watching, listening to the comedian ones, watching, listening, by the way, they're both, Mm -hmm. it's still a podcast, but really you can watch them on Spotify. Um, And then he got really, really controversial in 2020 because he dared to go against the narrative. And I thank God, because it's someone that I listen to all the time. I hope they think the same way that I think. We fought at Action for Liberty against these lockdowns, all the mandates, all that kind of stuff. And I want to see some of these big voices out there that I love and listen to share that viewpoint, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was thinking about this. I like Jordan Peterson a lot, and he was like absent in 2020. He was like on hiatus. I think he had some medical thing. And then he mm-hmm. got back into the scene and eventually you start learning. Yeah. He, he was very much against this stuff too. And I was like, that's good. You know, you mm-hmm. want these talking heads, these people that are influential, at least in terms of media for you to be on the same side. Joe was Joe took huge risks, especially when it came to the vaccine, having guys like Peter McCullough and Pierre Corey, Malone, Dr. Malone. Exactly. And then of course we all know this in the last year and a year, half year, somewhere in that sense, and I think, Mark, it's a lot because of the election. The vaccine push kind of dwindled away. I yeah, mean, and it's unfortunate. Like, I get upset all the time. I mean, when I first started this as an activist, I had 
you know, there, there are hundreds of people who, as soon as they were granted their religious exemption, they kind of left the movement. And, and my message is, you, you can't do that. This is not done. This is, these people cannot be given indemnity. They have to be held accountable. This is going to happen again. They, they can't get away with what they did. And so shame on those folks who got their way and left the movement. And thank mm -hmm. God for alternative media. And we're going to get into it, like how the media lied and manipulated. And speaking of which, on uh, Tuesday, we got Liz Collin in studio. Uh, she's going to be talking about her new book, which is about the lying media. Uh, we actually got a giveaway. Liz Collin's going to sign a book. So go to actionforliberty.com or actually, Bridget, post in all the links on Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble, a link to this. So you got to go up, sign up, um, and you got to make sure you're following us on Rumble, but you can actually win a signed book by Liz Collin. Uh, I think we'll give away next Tuesday during the show with her. So next Tuesday, 1 o'clock, Liz Collin and Stu to talk about that. It's an awesome book, too. If you've not read They're Lying, you have to read it. It's, it's, you won't put it down. It's, it's so relevant, especially if you're in Minnesota. The, the, the lies that they spread, were it's unbelievable. It's, it's a fantastic book. I have a lot of respect for Liz for writing that. Yeah, and one of the few journalists that actually is willing to go talk to vaccine-injured people, which yeah. we've obviously had on the mm -hmm. show before. So um, I would imagine we haven't been banned yet from YouTube for saying what we've said. I think we're good. <laughs> we're going to do it. Probably five minutes, we'll get rid of the YouTube link because, my God, we're going to get into it. <laughs> it's too so, much truth. <laughs> Joe Rogan um, came back to the topic you know, that he got so scrutinized for. Right. Mm -hmm. And we all remember this CNN and all those talking heads had Joe Rogan on because he said he, they said he was taking horse paste. Right. Horse, horse dewormer. Yeah. Horse dewormer. And yeah. Uh, who was who was the CNN doctor? What, what was his name? Sanjay, Sanjay Gupta. Gupta. Yeah. yeah. OK. Oh, I want to make sure too. he had yeah. him on, too. Right. And uh, schooled he, him. He schooled him. And, uh, you know, everyone saw that clip where Joe Rogan said, you guys were lying about me saying I took horse dewormer and then. Of course, that guy has to go on apologize to Don Lemon on CNN to keep his job. But yeah, Joe Rogan, he's taken an extreme risk to, you know, take this stand. And, you know, I remember back when, uh, you know, the vaccines were first being rolled out and everything. Uh, Joe Rogan was even considering taking it. He said that at a UFC event, it was being offered, uh, but he uh, was unable to make it. And then he ends up thinking, well, I'm glad that that happened because... Uh, you know, he, he, he made the choice for himself, and that's how all of these things should be. Let us make our own de medical decisions. Yeah, Rogan's huge. You know, after he came out and said he did the horse paste, it was the next day MSNBC and the shill, Rachel Maddow, ran the— and it actually, Rolling Stone, a bunch of magazines ran this story about how there was a hospital, I think, in Alabama that was backed up because of all the people taking too much <laughs> that was a lie. Yeah, it was horse paste. It was a total yeah, lie. Total lie. So mm -hmm. they, I mean, it was absolutely 100% fabricated lie that the mainstream media— pushed and, and right. it was totally exposed but they didn't retract I mean, right. they, they just tell these lies and let them percolate yeah that that's a great point and and by the way it's funny to catch you on something you said when he said he took the horse uh, horse pace and he didn't say that he said he took ivermectin well right that's, that's what they, what they, that's what they try to say that they try to it's, it's so crazy a, it's a can you even say the iv word Ivermectin. It's, a, it's a damn Nobel Prize winning medication that has yeah. proven its safety for decades and mm -hmm. decades and decades. It's, it might have utility. It might have utility in the Omicron early versions. I don't know if it does now, but certainly it's not dangerous. And I, I've never heard dangerous. of uh, negative side effects from it either. I've never heard right. of anyone having problems from taking the medication. And, you know, maybe it's not an end all be all cure all, but. You know, it seemed to have helped some people. But well, you know what does it. have a lot of side effects is this vaccine, which we're going to get into, and we'll show you what Doctor um, Asim says. Mm -hmm. So, he, so you know what, Mark? This is an interesting point. 
Three things the media did in the last couple of years that I just feel like are unforgivable. And by the way, I was already getting rid of legacy media. Fox News was the last stand. It's certainly Tucker Carlson was the last stand for me. At this mm-hmm. point, what am I going to consume in legacy media? Nothing. Maybe I'll turn on 6 o'clock news because of tornadoes in the area, right? So, um, number one, the, uh, the infamous uh, MAGA hat-wearing kid... Nick, what was his name? Nick Sandman. Sandman? Uh, Sandman, yeah. Sandman, yes. Uh, Outside of the, I think it was Lincoln Memorial. And they said that this is like, he was racist and all that kind of stuff because this uh, Indian drummer came up to him. But they didn't tell the narrative. Because he smiled. Because he sat there smirking. Completely lied about the story. He's actually won a lawsuit against them. That Mm -hmm. was number one. That was hit one. That was strike one. Number two, the freaking Kyle Rittenhouse thing. If you just listen to the media, Kyle Rittenhouse was the worst person ever. Crossed state lines with a firearm, illegal firearm, shot people in cold blood, black mm-hmm. people, right? Basically, yeah. they didn't want to talk about the race that he only shot two white kids in self-defense. was cleared by a jury. That one was unforgivable. And, by the way, Joe Biden himself saying he's a white supremacist with no evidence to support that. Mm-hmm. And then number three, the final straw, if there was one, was their lie about Joe Rogan. It's like, mm-hmm. that is just, I see what you guys are doing here. Now, there's so many other lies we could go into forever, but it's like, those are some pretty big ones. Character assassinations at the lame uh, legacy media. And luckily, all those guys are doing well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you didn't win. Legacy media, they're too stupid. They don't realize they're not winning. Right. So he brings uh, Dr. Asim Malhotra on. I hope I'm saying that correct. Asim Malhotra. Malhotra, who's a British doctor, cardiologist, pretty renowned who um, wasn't really necessarily against the vaccine. Let's listen to this first clip here, um, talking about actually taking the vaccine. Do you want me taking... Clip one. What what are you looking for? Do you want me to take us off of YouTube really quick? Or do you want this? Yeah, yeah. All right. Great catch, Dawson. Uh, Do you want to post the link, Mm -hmm. Rumble? So if you're watching on YouTube right now, do we have an audience on YouTube? Six. Yeah, Yeah, Mark is like, how many people get on YouTube? I'm like, we might get 10 people live nowadays because we've done a very good job. And thank you, a lot of you that have just gravitated over to Rumble, probably because you've you've known that they're just silencing us. But we get a couple hundred people after the fact that still watch on YouTube. So if you're watching after the fact on YouTube, not live, uh, Bridget right now is posting the link in the uh, stream so you can go find us on Rumble. Um, If you don't find that, go to rumble.com. And in the search menu... Just type in The Truth Hurts, you'll find our show, and you can find this one in particular. So we're going to go off. Great catch. Great catch, Dawson. We're going to go off on uh, YouTube, and it's up there right now. Yeah, right? Okay, yeah, we're good. good. So we're off of YouTube, and let's go ahead and play this first clip with uh, Dr. Seam admitting that he took the jab. Oh, high risk. I never expect, even then, like, friends were calling me, and people, younger people, I said, no, you don't need to take it. If you're under 50, you're fit and healthy, no, no, even at that time. But this is just for high-risk people. So I took it. Uh, I swallowed the pill and um, and then yeah I mean things changed very dramatically within a few months did you have any adverse side effects I did I did Um, and again I didn't fully appreciate it at the time but now I know the mechanism of harm uh, it makes sense. So I actually within, so I'm very much into my fitness, Joe. I've been like, you know, I captain sports teams at school and university. I'm an obsessive exerciser like every day. You know, I don't feel good if I haven't gone to the gym and done something, you know, almost every day. I started noticing within a, a few weeks that my energy level started to get depleted quite significantly. 
my sleep was disturbed and and then I went into clinical depression I was diagnosed with clinical depression um, didn't take any pills it was probably mild to moderate over a few months um, so when you say diagnosed with clinical depression what's the parameters like how is that defined yeah so uh, in so clinical depression that you usually have to have a number of symptoms that are persistent for at least two weeks so these are things like something called early morning awakening low mood you know lack of energy um uh, negative thoughts for the future. There's lots of different criteria. And one of my, one of my family friends actually is a psychiatrist. Um, and I spoke to him about it and, you know, he said, yeah, yeah, this is, this is depression. So, yeah. Mm. So I, but the one thing I noticed more than anything else is my energy levels were, I, I couldn't, like, I'm a very active, energetic guy and I just couldn't leave the house. I didn't, I couldn't leave the couch. Yeah. So Mark, now we've had, we, we've talked to people that are vaccine injured. That seems to be a common thing, not so much the depression, of course, the depression would be caused by other symptoms you're having, but the lack of energy that you see from these vaccine-injured people. Yeah, mm -hmm. and a neurologic damage. They, I don't think they can really put their finger on <clears throat> on what's causing it. But yeah, and, and depression is actually now is coming to light that that's actually been a pretty common side effect too. Right, yeah, and that's so tough because there's so many other factors that could be out there that would be causing it. So Lockdowns, why would they attribute that, to a vaccine yeah. right away? But mm -hmm. um, here's the doctor, very well's research that thinks this is unusual and the, the variable here would be the vaccine that he received. Mm -hmm. So what I liked about it and this, and we're going to get to um, some data that he brings up, which I think is just the, the damning thing. And I hadn't seen this, but it's British government figures too that show it. But he talks about how, how the vaccine works and why it's bad about how it gets down into even the ovaries and testes. So let's, mm -hmm. let's play this clip here. And what, do you think like you you believe is a side effect of the vaccine but what what's the mechanism well we know now one of the problems of the vaccine is that the spike protein and there's different theories around this from the vaccine that's injected into the arm gets distributed throughout the body and can be there for up to four months um uh, and what happens is it causes either direct and there's published data on this a direct toxic effect to the tissues or an autoimmune reaction. So we're talking about the brain, the heart, the kidneys, the liver, the ovaries, and the testes. And that's probably the mechanism of action. And in fact, this is not, you know, um, interestingly, you know, one of the side effects from a World Health Organization endorsed list, which I reference in my peer-reviewed paper, which we'll talk about later, actually puts in there psychosis <laughs> as one of the side effects of the vaccine. And there are case reports and people who went psychotic actually because of it. So a it, significant number. Well, that explains Dr. Fauci. He just went psychotic after getting his vaccine. He didn't take that. Do you, do you think that? I don't think that's so. A, yeah, that's a conspiracy. Is like uh, all of it's a show they showed about Biden and he's like on set, you know, at the White House, which they definitely have sets, you know, for their media stuff. But it's like, mm -hmm. you know, you do kind of wonder. What do you guys think at home, by the way? I'm kind of curious. Do you think that? Do you think these people, when they're rolling up the sleeve, they're actually getting the vaccine? I'd have to say no. If I, I mean, there's no way of proving it, but I would, if I, if I had to bet, I would say no. I mean, they didn't, they knew it hadn't been studied. That's a huge risk. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't believe. Fauci so do you think they're it. all, I mean, Fauci to me, Fauci would be the one, right? Like he would know, but like, I feel like a lot of these dumbasses, these politicians, they just like, remember Tim Polini and uh, Tim Walls did these joint, uh, let's get our shot together. I think they did. Mm -hmm. two oh, or I bet three they did. Days. 
But yeah. yeah, I'm thinking you know, like they, they're, they're just idiots. They're like, oh, you know. <laughs> and I also think the interesting thing we talked about this on the phone is the, the large amount of like the, the the doctors out there, right? I mean, I don't know a lot of doctors that didn't get the vaccine. I know a lot of nurses that didn't get it. I don't know a lot of doctors that didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the way I look at that, Mark, is I think because they just so much trust the institutions because they've been taught from the institutions from the get go that they just bought into it. And the research really wasn't readily available at the time. Yeah, and talk about trust the science. I mean, they've got, you know, many years of indoctrination. They're not taught how to read these studies or anything. It's just trust what's coming out of really what was coming out of the media is what they were trusting. Mm-hmm. Not, e- not even the medical, you know, NIH. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. okay. So that's, yeah, we got to go. We got to go to clip. Yeah, we have three. Um, but I've seen, you know, like you're saying, a lot of medical professionals, they got lazy. You know, they, they oh, didn't yeah. want to do the research. So they just, and they didn't want to stand out. You know, they didn't want to be the one person to stand and say, you know. Well, yeah, they wouldn't. You know, there's, there's a hydroxychloroquine. There was a huge study that came out of the Lancet early on in 2020 mm-hmm. showing how it was toxic and didn't work. But that was another one that they completely had to retract completely it was totally bogus absolutely a lie and i showed that to the doctors i was working with and they just go deer in the headlights yeah Mm -hmm. i laid it down on the desk in the doctor's lounge and they just they don't they won't accept it right yeah it seemed as if they didn't even want to have the debate you know so uh it's interesting i was also thinking because he was talking about the depression there do we think that john fetterman's depression (laughs) is the cause of the covid vaccine you know all of a sudden it came out of nowhere you know i'm sure he's dealing with other things as Only well but Mega you know Jesse i mean he, he definitely he definitely got the vaccine <laughs> you know he loved getting them so you know i i don't know maybe that's the reason for john fetterman's uh, category tough yeah. times <laughs> yeah could be what do you got here bridget um people in the comments are saying so let's see um carla says no it was for show who's they, that carla, carla who? the non-senator carla the patriot carla patriot carla nelson, carla nelson. yep <laughs> um day Kalush says no way for show tucker says placenta and then corrects it later says <laughs> Or whatever the hell the fake stuff is called. <laughs> and then placebo. Rossi corrected him and said placebo. Placebo. Yeah. No, you know, that's the thing, though, is uh, they take the placenta of women who just gave birth and they will mix it into a pill. You guys know about this, right? Yeah, no. Gross. I heard a little bit you about it. You totally know about this, Mark. You're like one of those. Uh, woo-woo. Yeah, woo-woo. Uh, you know, apricot or, seeds. Yeah, apricot <laughs> seeds. You brought apricot seeds to the studio the other day. It's going to cure all of our health. <laughs> you've never heard of that? Women, you've heard of this. I've heard of it. I yeah. think it's gross. Well, of course for, it's gross. But Some people think it's super healthy and good for you. But the, I would imagine the overlap of the people that do that with their placenta and make it in pills and not taking the vaccine are probably you know, <laughs> like a nice correlation. So, yeah. hey, you're my people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, Bad Hat Harry says the Lancet has completely discredi- discredited themselves. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I want to say I've read some things, uh, and I can't think of the top of my head, but yes, it, a lot of a uh, lot of journals have, and a lot of peer-reviewed studies. There's an infamous case. Joe Rogan had these guys on um, on his podcast a couple of years ago about making these fake uh, studies and then publishing them, and they got published in peer-reviewed academic <laughs> journals. It's wow. it's a very fascinating thing. Something like uh, the study of gay dogs at at dog parks or something like that (laughs) like over the top it would sound just crazy and they got published and they even got an award in one case i wish i had that episode at the top of my head because it's so worth listening to so 
Speaking of uh, taking cues from the media, let's play clip three here. Um, so that he gets retribution for speaking out against the vaccine. Now, he was initially a guy that took the vaccine, then speaks out against as data comes in. So let's listen to this. So I get to the States around the end of uh, November 2021. And the first thing that happens is I get an email from a very prestigious medical body I'm associated with. I won't name them. And they say, Dr. Malhotra, we've received a number of anonymous complaints from doctors that you are spreading anti-vax disinformation. Purely upon that interview on GB News where I said, there's a signal, we need to look into it. That's all I did. So I was like, Jesus, you know, really? And it was obviously stressful. I had to respond and it took a month and they left me with a warning at that point. But I realized something else was going on here. So I called up the chair of the BMA. His name's Chan Nagpal. And I said, Chan, I need to talk to you. And he listened for two hours. I talked him through every bit of data that I'd come across and things about the vaccine. He said, Asim, he said, I'll be honest with you. He said, nobody I've spoken to in health policy, my colleagues, appears to have critically appraised the evidence as well as you have. <laughs> Most of them are getting their information on the benefits and harms of the vaccine from the BBC. Mm. <laughs> We're saw, not shocked by that. No, I saw that at work when I was working in a COVID unit. The lot, a lot of what these doctors were saying was coming straight from the media. Hmm. I mean, they were just taking their advice from the media. Mm-hmm. The way I looked at this pandemic and the rollout of the vaccine is you need to corrupt the institutions. You know, there's like, is this a conspiracy? No, Walls isn't in on it, per se. It's not a conspiracy to destroy America and Minnesota for in particular, but it's not a big conspiracy. It's not like Fauci's behind the closed doors with all the governors and all these guys in a room, all orchestrating this big con against us. What's happening is you just need to corrupt institutions. And that's where RFK's book's really interesting, the true Anthony Fauci. To learn what that guy is in charge of and how funding and grants go through him, and he's been mm-hmm. in this position for, what, decades since the 80s mm-hmm. and blew up blew up the aids crisis it's like that's all you gotta do is corrupt the institutions well so the scientific community the the big institution is what anthony fauci oversaw and the political institutions easy to corrupt because they and their buddies in the mainstream corporate media are beholden to pharmaceutical companies and i don't know if i would go down the road of like depopulation all those claims I think it was profit chasing with something that may or may not work. It was definitely a non-tested thing or untested or very low tested thing. You don't just roll out a vaccine overnight. It's got to be tested for years. Mm -hmm. And so what they did is they were chasing profits. And for that, Pfizer, I think, had record profits. Even if the vaccine, though, wasn't about depopulation, I think the virus definitely was. You know, it's not like China uh, didn't know what was going on. China knew what was going on. They released the bioweapon onto us and... uh, the rest of the world, I think, at least from uh, the virus's perspective, you know, coming from China, I think that that was intentionally designed to depopulate uh, the world, the Western world. Well, it everyone. It didn't really come from China, though. I mean, it originated here in 2015, North Carolina, Chapel Hill. It was mm-hmm. Fauci and the gang right. working on that virus there and bringing it over because of the funding and all this. And, you know, you we've had this conversation, Jake, Are, is the depopulation I don't know. I can't prove anything, but it sure as hell seems like it. And I saw someone recently post an article about up to maybe close to a billion people when you look at the virus itself. And then when you look at the 
the vaccine mm-hmm. and then um, suicides and the infertility rates. Mm-hmm. I mean, they talk about depopulating this planet. It is a major thing for them, this whole climate change thing. Who knows? But it's it's definitely not foolish to at least um, explore that question. And we mm-hmm. are in a population decline. We don't have the, um, what's that rate called? The... Um, I was going to say replenish rate. That's the wrong term. It's what it is, uh, the, something like that. But yeah, yeah, I don't know why I'm Fertility? Sl- fertility. F- more yeah, people fertility. are dying than yeah. being born. Mm-hmm. Right, because you got to be like 2.1, and we're like 1.7, 1.8 children per family. Mark, mm-hmm. you and I are uh, beating the trend, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the good thing is like when you get uh, a bunch of us that are actually having a lot of kids. And, and liberty you know, lovers, yeah, too. Yeah, liberty so. lovers. We got a good future, right? Well, you know, that's the thing is China has got a real problem with uh, population decline because of their instituted one per, one child policy for so long. So, yeah, they would want to wreak havoc on the Western world and mm-hmm. also regain superpower. Too. And that might have been the big thing with the with the jab. I mean, it's we know that it's killing some people. I mean, we know that for sure, but it could be the fertility thing. We don't know what's going to happen to these male testes and female ovaries in the next Over decade. The, yes. Well, yes. Have yes. No and also idea. The, the pregnant women that got the vaccine right. too. And you they know, never I tested mean, it on pregnant women. Mm-hmm. Right. They, right. They excluded them purposefully from the trials, but then just dished it out to them when it was time to experiment. Yeah, and they said mix and match whichever coat, you know, whichever uh, booster you want. You know, it was like there was no consistency in the science. There was no logic at all. And, you know, putting, you know, anything inside of a pregnant woman, that is, you know, dangerous medical territory. And I, I don't think medical professionals would have ever supported this without the propaganda of and the it COVID machine. better better protection than natural immunity you know it's <laughs> yeah like, right a terrible That's one of the lies yeah Maybe yeah not. one and the biggest lie of them all which pfizer admitted to the european parliament that they never tested its ability to not uh spread mm-hmm. right that's yeah. what they literally admitted that and that was a rollout that they mm-hmm. said get it you're saving other people's lives and we all knew this we all had the stigma right mm-hmm. that if you don't get the vaccine you're gonna harm grandma Mm-hmm. No evidence to support that, but that's what those liars told us. Yeah, Joe I, Biden and and uh, 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 Tim Walls and Anthony Fauci and Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Risk your children to protect <laughs> them. Oh no, I, I didn't even catch that. Oh first, no. God, I but, got them. Oh, they, they I, I mean, we've talked about it a million I, I'm not, times. I'm not, I'm know, yeah. we'll, we'll leave, it's just stupid. We'll leave it up to William to beat you up on Trump stuff. Yeah, I beat him up. <laughs> Warp <laughs> speed. Warp <laughs> speed, man. Hey, well, he ne- you know, he never mandated it. He never was going to force anybody to take it. it it's I hope, all Joe Biden's I hope, I hope, I hope that's true because you're right. Oh, he gets man. out of office in 2021, that's when the mandates come. Either way, this is just how fraudulent politicians are. Kamala was asked if you're going to get the vaccine. Oh, I'm not taking the Trump vaccine. Yeah. And then meanwhile they're like, "Hey, you need to get the vaccine and we'll you'll get you'll get fired 100 million or no, was it uh it was employers with over 100 employees. You got to mm-hmm. fire people that don't get the vaccine. It's so insane to think that happened." Yeah. And then a lot of these assholes did this on their own, like Anderson Windows over by us yeah. and uh Carhartt. Hopefully they got retribution on that one. Well, and it's still happening. It's still happening. Mm-hmm. If you if you're a new grad, well, you couldn't even graduate from nursing school without getting it. But if you want to get a job at a hospital, they're going to mandate it. Still, still, mm-hmm. the pandemic's over. The the you know, the evidence is out that it's dangerous. It's it's insane. Okay, mm-hmm. let's talk about the evidence. We're getting into it now. Um, this is what was great about Asim. He dropped a couple things here. I want you to look at a lot of this government figures. But in clip four, he talks about the vaccines actually put more people in the hospital than the COVID infection. 
summer, towards the end of last year, second half of last year, the journal Vaccine, peer reviewed, this is like the highest impact medical journal for vaccines, <laughs> right? They published a reanalysis of Pfizer and Moderna's original double-blinded randomized control trials. So this is the level, the highest quality level of evidence. Okay, with all the caveats, drug industry sponsored, all that stuff, right? But still the, what we call the highest quality level of evidence. Done by independent researchers. Joseph Freeman uh, from Louisiana, he's an ER doctor, clinical data scientist, associate editor of the BMJ, Peter Doshi, Robert Kaplan from Stanford, right? Some very eminent in terms, eminence of integrity, right? I'm not for eminence-based medicine, but I'm for people who have eminence of integrity, right? They published this reanalysis. And what they found was this. In the trials that led to the approval by the regulators, we'll get onto regulators in a minute, around the world, you were more likely to suffer a serious adverse event from taking the vaccine, hospitalization, disability, life-changing event, than you were to be hospitalized with COVID. So what that means is it's highly likely this vaccine, mRNA vaccine, should never have been approved for a single human in the first place. And that rate of serious adverse events, Joe, is 1 in 800. And it's at least 1 in 800 because that just covers the first two months of the trial. I mean, I didn't even think that was going to be the case at the get-go. My thought is not getting the vaccine initially because I never once even thought about getting the vaccine. Certainly not my wife and 100% not my children. Mm -hmm. But it was like... I even thought maybe there's some utility for this vaccine. It's still questionable if there was for older people with the Omicron and the original variant. But I didn't even think it was going to be that bad. Like, literally, it does nothing. You have a higher chance, meaning there's adverse effects, which literally we could get banned on YouTube for even bringing up, which is why we jumped onto Rumble, because they're probably still instituting these policies calling it misinformation. The Biden White House wants to take down groups like us. They took down a group that we had 50,000 people on, on Facebook because we were spreading information about this stuff. And here's a study that shows from Moderna and Pfizer that that's the case. It's actually more of an impact, and certainly you would think with younger people, if you get the jab. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I will, full disclosure, I, I was working in a COVID unit, you know, at the front end when this, when this jab came out. And I will say that probably... At that time, six to seven out of the 10 people that, there were more, but about 60 to 70% that were in critical care, um, critically ill, were unjabbed. So initially, it was pretty apparent that the jab was doing a little something. I'll, I'll be the first to admit that. Mm -hmm. But I still knew at, this, at the time, I knew at the time that the overall risk was much higher. And, and by the way, you're probably seeing the high risk categories old and, and obese. Oh, well, they're right? mostly and, all yes. you know over seventy obese. Yep. But I I admit at which first, I think maybe there was an argument to be made that those people took the vaccine. But I w I would still argue that your your overall risk over the course of six months was that you're more likely to be injured or dead from the jab than you were to be saved by the jab. And good health, you know, improvement techniques. And it's proven now. Yes. It's I mean, you'll never now. forget they actually arrested a guy on a surfboard or on a wakeboard in the ocean, getting vitamin D, moving about, fresh air, and they arrest the guy during COVID lockdowns. Literally the best thing you could have done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Crazy world. What do we got here, Bridget? Um, so, Dave Kalush says, I'm still seeing commercials for pregnant women to get the shot. Do you? I, mm. I'm shocked. I guess I'm not oh, yeah, seeing I've these I've seen things. a couple. Are we watching those on TV? Or are I we just saw those? one not too long ago. I think it was like on a... You know, one of those uh, 
ads that run on Tubi or something. My mm. kids might be watching a show and there's a 30 mm. second segment of ads. I've seen them. Also yeah, and them. I know Biden's press secretary just did something where she was promoting the shot again. You know, just a reminder, everybody get your safe and effective booster. You know, <laughs> safe and effective. That's right. Just like yep. just like transgender child genital mutilation. Safe and effective, right? Mm-hmm. Do you not see the lies by the media and the lying politicians at this point? Safe and effective. Safe and effective. Mm-hmm. Oh, guess what? We're going to put you on death row. It's safe and effective. I mean, my God. Right. Get in the box car. It's safe and effective. Yeah, if it's true, why do you need to keep saying it? (laughs) You know? I know. Well, it's propaganda. That's how propaganda works. Keep repeating the lie over and over again and carefully crafted talking points that are easy to digest. Safe and effective. Yeah. It's so mm-hmm. easy. How are you against safe and effective? I'm a safe and effective kind of person. Yeah, the bigger the lie, the easier it is to pass. And what do they say? It's, it was, I don't know if Twain said or what, but it's easier to, you know, to get a lie to pass than it is to convince someone they've been lied to. Mm-hmm. So what Dr. Seem says is it's not safe. The evidence says it's not safe. You have a higher risk of going to the hospital if you get the jab than if you don't. Mm-hmm. And we all know it's not effective. Maybe, maybe. maybe and I think you're right. Wuhan, I think you're right. The original strain, mm-hmm. it. I will say For high that risk it, categories. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it did probably in the moment save a few lives, or not. We don't even know. But I for think, those individuals, because it I was seeing people. Right. You know, they, they'd come in, they'd be unvaxxed. You know, more people were unvaccinated that were critically ill at, for a little while. But at the same time, I'm seeing. 80 year old woman in the hospital saying, I wish I would have never took that jab ever since I took it. GI bleeds this thing and the other. So for every person that was, and that's another thing with these COVID deaths for every person that died of COVID, there were 10 people that died because they test, they tested positive with COVID, but they were going to die anyway. So Mm -hmm. everything, and they knew this, they lied. Yeah. so how effective could the vaccine be? We actually get data from uh, great Britain and the brings us up. This is our last clip. Go ahead and play this Dawson. Only um, earlier this year, about two or three months ago, I think there's the first country in the world to publish such substantial data. They released information looking at per million people vaccinated versus per million people unvaccinated by age group, okay, during okay. the Omicron strain, right? So this is UK government data. So table four, it says numbers need to vaccinate for prevention of severe hospitalization, okay, from two doses of Pfizer. So if you look at the first column, Joe, if you're 70, you have to vaccinate 2,500 people to prevent one person being hospitalized with severe COVID. If you're 60, 5,700, you start getting lower age groups, 30, 87,600, for example. If you're 20 to 29, over 100, well over 100,000 people. <laughs> I mean, this efficacy level, uh, effectiveness level is just, it, 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 if it wasn't so serious, it would be laughable. And this is just to prevent severe hospitalization. Yes. Again, it, it does not stop infection. It does no. not ch- stop transmission. Absolutely not. And so, I mean, that right there, it's mm-hmm. not that effective. Right. I mean, we're talking about the highest risk class, 70 and above. You need 2,500 people just to stop or just to basically uh, how stop, a hospitalization. stop a hospitalization. Right. And then it's not. And that's only one side of the ledger. Right. What's the other side of the ledger? Do you think we'll ever even know the other side of the ledger? How many are going get hospitalized or killed because they're, of the vaccine? they're hiding that data? They so I mean, are. Yeah. If you follow like Steve Kirsch's Substack. You'll see that you can't get, and he's a billionaire philanthropist trying to get to these, mm-hmm. this data. They won't release it. They're, mm-hmm. they're trying to hide it the best they can. I mean, people are dying left and right, young people. 
and the media is just like uh, medical emergency uh, mm -hmm. you know d died unexpectedly 14 years old it's just it's overwhelming the amount of death and i'm sure in the uk i know it's 15 to 1600 people per week are dying in excess since the rollout of the vaccines and that is government data do you mm -hmm. think this is going to be short-lived or do you think this no, is no gonna... i think it's just starting i think we're seeing an escalation in death now and i think wait, uh, wait when you say that what are you seeing well, just uh, I know the heart you, attacks, the strokes. Yeah, I know already... you. I know you always talk about like you, you post these articles on your Facebook, and if you're not following Mark on Facebook, please do. Great. Um, and Mark posts like this person died suddenly, and you usually attribute it to, or at least a lot of times to. you can do a social media search and see their like their frame, where it's like you yeah, know, you know, mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. some of these that are like you know they use vulgarities like get your effing shot, you know, just <laughs> mm -hmm. like with the frame. But yeah, right, you can yeah. usually a lot of times you can connect it. There are other places you can seek this information, but like even today, if you look at my Facebook feed, I have at least 12 people that have died unexpectedly, that were previously healthy, that were under 50. Some of these are 14 year old kids, 18 year old kids, and you and I growing up, how many people, I don't know one person that died unexpectedly when I was a it's, kid. It's such a rarity. I don't know mm -hmm. one. In Rice Lake, Wisconsin, six kids have died in their school. Two of really? them were auto accidents, but I mean, people are, the excess death is, is, is high. So All you're saying the, four kids at least basically four. unexplained or what? Yeah. Unexplained. Rice I mean, Lake's not that big. No, it's not. And mm -hmm. the data is there again, read Ed Dowd's book, cause unknown, the, the life insurance data, the society of actuaries, plus some CDC data. It, it, excess death is skyrocketing since the jabs were rolled out. So that tells you two things or three things. It tells you that either the jab wasn't effective and they kept dying from COVID or that the jab is deadly or both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're never gonna get to the bottom of it because the corporate media, which is funded by pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer, Moderna are never going to get to the bottom of it. Why would you go research what your, uh, what your big daddy has given you? You know, like well, that, that wouldn't make any sense for them. And then of course, mm -hmm. when do politicians ever get held accountable? When? Yeah. I mean, you pretty much got to piss off the the establishment before they throw you like the Anthony Weiner types, you know, mm -hmm. before they throw you under the bus because they're never to get held accountable. Well, where's mm -hmm. the line anymore? It's fascism. I mean, the line right. between corporate America and the government is is vanished. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to know what you guys think at home because like this is this is a topic we haven't been talking about a lot lately, and I know a lot of our followers and fans. This is the topic that probably got you to find out about Mark and Mega Jesse and myself. And Bridget, this is what kind of ties us all together was this vaccine hesitancy. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's like this. And, and we were on the case right away when Governor Walls locked down Minnesota. We fought against this thing for a year and a half trying to end Governor Walls emergency powers. It's like it doesn't get talked about anymore as, as if this thing doesn't even matter. Like, mm -hmm. oh, well, they lied to us. They they locked us in our homes. They usurped the constitution they had these new powers they gave themselves and then they mandated vaccines which could cause deaths and you know what we got new topics to talk about new things why are you guys talking about that old business mm -hmm. yeah. and unfortunately we fall prey to it because you know eventually we have to talk about some of these new things because there's no doubt the transgender woke culture is a real big threat and they're coming after our guns and they're what do we else we got on the show today uh Minneapolis bailout, you know, things like this stuff. These are important issues, but it's like the thing that's probably going to be the largest uh, impact on our lives was COVID, right? Because we all saw something happen that we'll probably never see again. 
fingers crossed on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, that was cata- cataclysmic. It, it changed the way we do business, right? So essentially a lot of us work at home. Uh, I certainly did for like a year because uh, no, there was nothing to do. Like you couldn't go operate in a business setting. People just weren't doing meetings. It um, led to mass migration, like Tennessee and ten- Texas and Florida now have huge population growth. Um, and it's reoriented our economy. I mean, my God, like the f- my Ford truck, finding parts in, for my Ford truck, yeah. most common vehicle on the block. Like it's disrupted the supply chain. And mm-hmm. what we all see heavily is what it's done to, uh, you know, like restaurants and fast food, like completely changed that industry. Mm-hmm. Well, it was the largest wealth transfer in the history of the world right. from the wealthy to the poor mm-hmm. under liberal policies. Yep. <laughs> yep. They did this. Mm-hmm. They did this, and it's all woven together. The transgender, the COVID, it's a, the the four pillars of this woke communist movement. We're they're moving us to communism. It's it's religion, race, gender, and safety. Safety is the guns. Is is COVID get your jab? Mm-hmm. But it's all woven together. It's Marxism and in, in Mao. If you look at history, this is exactly what they did to move people to communism. And it's, it's yeah, I can't tell if it was done on purpose or if this was just convenient. But Purposeful. no doubt they, yeah, I, I mean, I sometimes lean that way. Mind. But mm-hmm. without a doubt, they were learning what, what they can do to the people. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least in America, we didn't put people in camps, although they were designing that. Yeah. And that might be the next one. You know, Bill Gates even thinks there's another pandemic coming. Well, they yeah, Mar- mm-hmm. avian flu. They've already got a vaccine ready for that in Marble. Well, I, I'm helping out with that with uh, turkeys that we're shooting. You know, yeah, I helped mm-hmm. the nephew get one too. So we'll stop the spread the of avian flu. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, seriously, uh, what did they learn? They learned so much. They learned how many people would roll up to sleep and be compliant. Mm-hmm. And then what does that mean about us? Right? Mm-hmm. Do we have the big target on our back? I mean, look at the stuff that we take from our political enemies, and mostly on the right in Minnesota too. By the way, mm-hmm. like I was just looking on my Facebook uh, feed, and it came up like May last year or May of 2020. Just came up in the memory thing, and I was slamming Paul Gazelka, who's a Senate Republican Majority Leader at the time, because he was talking tough. Like Walls needs to let go of his emergency powers. Blah, blah, blah. He never brought up a vote. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until June of that year, the first special session, he even moved a vote on the Senate floor to end Governor Walls' mercy powers. But mm-hmm. wasn't he the guy that was going to put the finger in the dike? Yeah, right? <laughs> That's exactly. what he said. Exactly. <laughs> so it's not just a Republican. And, and we all know you get like the DeSantis of the world who locked down people temporarily because um, William's not here to defend his, his favorite guy, his favorite mm-hmm. Cuban boy. I think he's questioning it now. Mm-hmm. Um I like I like I like him by the way. <laughs> um more more so, um what's the guy from Ohio? Why can't I think DeWine, Mike DeWine. Yep. You know, might as well just been a Democrat. That Republican Republican governor mm-hmm. locking down his state, shutting down businesses. It wasn't just a purely Democrat thing, but it was interesting to see the Democrats just fully tyrannical and anti anti you know, health choices, freedom of health. I mean, just completely anti that. Mm-hmm. The the resistance, the, fr- the health freedom resistance came from the right, which is so bizarre. I'd argue it really didn't come from the right. It just was like the the people that maybe found refuge, the principal libertarian wing of the Republicans, they found that refuge there, whereas that used to also exist on the Democrat side. It doesn't exist there anymore, like at all. Like, can we Except even think RFK. of an example? 
RFK yeah, well, Jr., that's a great so. point. RFK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. Might yeah, and even that Marianne Williamson, she's a total socialist, but she's anti-vaccine mandate. So there, there is some you know feelings on the left. They just stay quiet about it, or you know they've come over to our side. It used well, to be totally from the left. The granola left was yeah. the ones you know in these these homeschool co-ops and stuff who weren't weren't getting their jabs. Well, in fairness mm-hmm. to Kamala, she was against the vaccine as well when it was Trump's yeah. vaccine, right? <laughs> That's these guys are such frauds. Um, We have some comments here. Kay Walford Life gives another $10 and says, saw May the 4th be with you on a church sign today. Any Star Wars fans on the show? May the 4th be with you as well. Um, Yes, big time Star Wars fan. Uh, And it sucks to actually give anything to Disney nowadays. Like if there was a show to protest, it would be The Mandalorian because, you know, getting rid of Gina Carano. But it's still pretty good entertainment. I haven't worked my way through the newest season. My my eight-year-old loves it. I love it. It's really well done. We got rid of it, man. My kids want it back, but I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm like Jesse drinking Budweiser still, you know. I, I don't drink Budweiser. I'm just saying Jesse does. And it's just sometimes. The last time I to... got beer, I got PBR. So, you know what? Atta I'm, boy. I'm moving along. Yes. <laughs> nice. PBR. But you know Keep what? I, I still like Budweiser better, you know. I, I, you can't take the Budweiser out of the man, you know. You can take the Budweiser from the man. You can't take it out of the man, though, you know? Uh, apparently you can. At least the Bud Light you can. Um, no, I I just I love Star Wars. Uh, I mean, Star Wars is great. It's a great story. So, yes, I still watch it 100%. Um, we have a question from oh, Bad thanks for Harry. the Thanks for the Rumble oh, yeah. rant, by the way. K-Wall, was it? Yeah, K-Wall for life. Thank you. Um, Bad Hat Harry said, what was the patent length on the vaccines again? 75 or 99 years? You know that, Mark? Well, know. there was they wanted to hide the data for 75 years. I'm not sure oh. the patent length, but that was... Hmm. So attorney Aaron Seary, who's actually going to be in Minnesota on September 10th, we're ho- hosting an event, but he sued... It was, it was the FDA that was trying to withhold that data for Pfizer. 75 years they wanted to hide their trial data, which turns out the trial was completely fraudulent. Hide, unblinding people, um, no... no uh, informed consent just it was all a fraud mm-hmm. but 75 years they wanted to keep that hidden but now they're only once a month they have to give some of the documents well and more importantly uh you also couldn't be held liable right so the vaccine manufacturers couldn't be held liable so mm-hmm. all these deaths which really don't get reported through any tr- uh, traditional channels other than VAERS, which what's mm-hmm. what attributes this spike in VAERS data that that's a big question mm-hmm. but there's no retribution here yeah the prep act which was actually put in place right after 9 11 mm-hmm. and then they've modified it to a certain degree but the prep act stop they're not you know they get an indemnity for the hospital protocols that you know mm-hmm. have killed people and the jab and well, I'd say that data is about as hard to come across as the Nashville Shooters Manifesto, so we probably will never see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or whatever we see will be fake. Right. And, yeah, the, the thing is, too, that, uh, you know, the, the mainstream propaganda establishment, what they say about us is that, you know, we're the reason for these deaths. You know, they say that if everybody just would get vaccinated, then this whole thing would be over, but that's not true. I mean, even the, the first booster, maybe these additional boosters, I don't know, but even the first booster had nothing to do with the Delta variant which means that the Delta variant is fully able to spread and everything else. So, uh, you know, it goes to show that they weren't even honest in the fact that, you know, even if it was 100% vaccinated, it still wouldn't have solved a single thing. And if anything, it just would have caused more problems for some of these people. I'm seeing all kinds of vaccine-injured people and, uh, you know, some famous people like Jimmy Dore. And I, I have seen some people being compensated for it, but there's a lot of claims in the very system, like you're saying, that, you know, that the government just doesn't want to touch because it doesn't fit their narrative. Mm-hmm. 
What else mm -hmm. we got, Bridget? Um, so back to when you guys were talking about if Walls knows about the or if Walls got the vaccine. Roxy, nineteen fifty six, said disagree. Walls and um, Walls and a t is a tool. I think she meant to say is a tool. His body language tells it all. Pursed lips and always looking down. Remember what Jesse Ventura said. Right after he was elected, the feds came in and told him what to do. I so. forgot about mm. that. Well, Ventura comment. was pushing this jab too, so that's a whole other subject. Mm -hmm. Well, I yeah, mean, that's a good. It's a good point. Yeah, but Ventura did say he was anti-mandate, but not not as uh, clearly as he should have during the entire thing. He said it kind of after the fact. Well, yeah, I guess people should make their own choices, but it wasn't a strong enough statement. Yeah, and when you endorse Tim Walls, all your credibility is gone. Yeah, you know, I do seem to recall something about like. Um, either the Democrat Governors Association or some channel mm -hmm. where they were pushing out what to do during the lockdowns. Mm -hmm. And that's where the nursing put, put the COVID patients, the nursing home came from. That's why it was common where Walls and Whitmer and uh, Gavin Newsom. And then what was that? Numb nuts in New York Cuomo. Cuomo. Yeah. Cuomo, there Cuomo were even, was the only I one that got really. I think there were Republican states that did the same thing too. Probably. Though. Yeah. Like I kind of remember something about Christy Nome being a part of that. Wow. I, I can't confirm that, but I'm pretty sure that I remember Christy Nome was uh, also kind of involved in the same thing. So that's why conservatives kind of distanced themselves from her after that. Yeah, well, I know like, they distanced her from the the uh, trans thing, the athletics. Oh. Like you said earlier, you, the even the so-called conservative legislators really didn't stand up for us. Very few. Right. Mm -hmm. Very few Very did few. at all. I mean, so you can't count on legislators to do jack for us. Maybe mm -hmm. the judicial system... Maybe, mm -hmm. but legislators, no. Well, right. I lo and and it's it's like you guys don't have the right to do any of this stuff. There's a constitution. We are a constitutional republic. We're not a democracy. What all these Democrats say? We're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. There's a very important difference. You don't get to just do whatever you want because the majority says so. There is a document that you're restrained by. And I love that meme that came out right early in the pandemic, and it was the uh, infamous photo of Constitutional Hall. They're about to sign the Constitution, and they go, wait, none of this matters if there's a little virus going around, right? It's like, yeah, of course. Right. <laughs> Give <laughs> or, up your freedom but, for a little safety. Right, and that's what it's always about, some kind of emergency. When you look up the word dictator in the dictionary, it says someone who takes absolute power in a, in a times of an emergency. They know it. It's always an emergency. Rome... Great Britain, you know, it doesn't matter. Any big, large empire, they've always acquired more power during an emergency. The Patriot Act in the United States oh. in 2001, because there's an emergency. I am actually mm -hmm. just against emergencies. These declarations of emergencies are always screwing us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're going to get ready for a really big emergency now that someone's trying to kill the Kremlin, you know, like kill putin yeah that's world war three so stupid you know it's like it's only going to stoke the flames and make things worse you know they, they need peace talks mark if we did a show maybe if people want to rumble rant this would be uh we raise let's say like 500 dollars in rumble rants we'll do the show and it's just mark bashovsky me unhinged about world war three and the banking <laughs> collapsing the great depression that's coming up yeah. we could do Fifth like five hours warfare I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. riffing on that and then why you need to prep at home by the way if you're not a prepper what is wrong with you uh -oh. what is wrong with you yes dawson <laughs> and dawson Get there's something prepping. wrong with you i give you this perfectly good turkey breast and it's still in the fridge two days later Ooh. luckily i put it in my <laughs> vacuum sealer which every prepper should have. Nice vacuum sealer. I got a chamber vacuum sealer. Very good. Good. Much be better and easier to use. 
Maybe so, we need to have a prepper show. We should do a prepper show. Just, like, Mark, that would be a great show for yeah, you and me. What do you guys think? Should Mark and I do a prepper show? We talk. <laughs> have you ever seen the uh, Canadian prepper? It's a great channel. Not great. seen that one. It's no. on YouTube. Maybe he's over in Rumble. Oh, it's so good. But after a while, you get used to it. It's like World War Three on the class. And he does these great thumbnails. And it's like <laughs> the sky's always follow, falling. And then he goes into prepping. But he's smart. He knows what he's doing. There's some really good prepper shows out there. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Trump 151 said, added to your guys' comment, emergencies that they create. Mm-hmm. So Yes. Yeah. And, you know, maybe there's a legitimate one they didn't create. There's some kind of war or some, some act that we didn't, you know. <laughs> now I'm going down the Jesse lane. You know, 9-11 had nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't believe that at all. <laughs> I don't believe that one. All right. Yeah. Well, um, there's going to there, be emergencies, yeah. but they're going to use any of those emergencies to establish martial law, to vaccine policies, whatever else they can do to get away with. And luckily, I mean, Mark, we don't think about this, but what we did, you having these massive rallies at the Capitol and Action for Liberty with all the people that were involved, you know, organizing and pressuring politicians, essentially they realized they couldn't get away with it. And that's why I think it really died down in the 2022 election, which is unfortunate because then walls didn't get held accountable. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. Allison, who was, uh, who was literally threatening businesses for who, not following the COVID vaccine or yeah. the COVID lockdown. Mm-hmm. So people are fickle. They, they forget. You know, people really like, right. they honestly, people, unless you're actually paying attention to what's going on and uh, keeping tabs of it all, you know, people just forget that, you know, oh, it was walls that did that. You know, people just go, oh, I, I thought it was Joe Biden. You know, people aren't paying attention. Yeah, there don't. is a solution to this. Before we go to the solution, Liz Collins giveaway. Make sure you look at the link. We'll go ahead and post that link in there again. Okay. We're giving away Liz Collins signed book to people who follow us on Rumble. So just follow that link right there. And uh, it's they're lying. It's a great book. I actually listened to the audio version five and a half hours uh, during turkey hunting season. So I had a lot of car time to and fro camp so uh highly recommend we'll have liz on the show on tuesday so there is a solution to all this if uh, we end up in another emergency situation we just bring the u.n in hmm. you, that's all we gotta do the united nations just come in come right here into minnesota like they did here this last week uh this is an article written by william pull this up the u.n comes to minneapolis you can go to actionforliberty.com action the number four liberty.com you can read the story the united nations anti-racism team comes they come to save the day i mean my god of course we need these guys here the united nations sent an anti-racism coalition team to north minneapolis on tuesday to investigate cases of racism and bias in the state the city was picked for the un's research because it was ground zero for the george floyd riots in 2020 Mm -hmm. the goal of this research is to create new recommendations for how to handle the perceived issues of racism worldwide Knowing the globalists who run the United Nations, this report will likely recommend far-left legislation that advances reparations for slavery. Scroll down there a little bit, uh, Dawson. This is an image from CBS of this uh, panel coming here, or this uh, these investigators. Courtney Ross, George Floyd's girlfriend, was present at the event to give testimony. She told CBS News that she hopes the United Nations, quote, can press the United States to make big changes, end quote. Yes, that's all we need, guys. Whatever emergency we have, racism, COVID, bank failures, we just need the United Nations to come in here and tell us how to run our country. Oh, it's all woke bullshit. It's so irritating, this whole thing. There's not that many people. There are some racists. There are definitely mm-hmm. a few in this country, but in very, very, <laughs> very few. It's just they've blown this way out of proportion. It's 
it's just unfortunate. If that wasn't already concerning enough, you know, at least uh, we'll, we'll uh, who cares the United Nations coming here? We got the greatest military ever, right? Hmm. Wrong. As Trump would say, wrong. Uh, look at this story here. U.S. Navy uses drag queen in desperate attempt to recruit another story by the young uh, straight-laced William Beck. Mm-hmm. Straight-laced William Beck. I always give straight Mr. Straight-laced the uh, stories on the drag queens and uh, the uh, transgenders <laughs> and the pedophiles. No, you wrote the pedophile one. Yeah. Jesse. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Jesse gives a different flavor to the story. Military recruitment levels have fallen to an all-time low. Last month, the Navy told a congressional panel that they will – fall 16% short of the recruitment goal. In a desperate attempt to recruit, the United States Navy has turned to drag queens. Makes sense, right? Why wouldn't you? I had a guy write this morning. He wrote, looks like the Navy hasn't changed in 40 years. Now, I'm an <laughs> Army veteran. I'm going to insult all our Navy fan base. No, okay, I'm not going to say what he said. All right. Hasn't yeah, but could you imagine? Years. Like, you're obviously a veteran, oh, but, like, you know, if you were in the Navy, a Navy veteran watching this ad and just, like, you know, if you're someone who fought for your country and, you know, did a standout job, and then all of a sudden you're seeing that this is what the United States is now, this is what they're pushing, and, you know, that's not the type of strength that we want. You know, I've seen those ads where, you know, they show how the U.S., uh, you know, is pushing their commercials for the military, then you compare it to a badass Russian commercial, you know? We're trying to get drag queens, they're trying to get killers, you know? That's the, the difference. Well, the Navy still has the most one of the most elite groups, the Navy SEALs. But my God, yeah. what are you doing to the rest of the ranks? I'll leave the uh, jokes of sailors aside here. Uh, Yellman Second Class Joshua Kelly is the digital ambassador for the United States Navy. Kelly, who goes by the stage name Harpy Daniels, what a clever name! Why don't you pull that p- photo back up of Harpy Daniels? Has performed drag shows for Navy seamen on a variety of occasions, according to the New York Post. Kelly has sixty thousand followers on TikTok and over. 1.3 million likes. That's right. Mm-hmm. The military is hoping to recruit rugged and disciplined individuals for the future of warfare by making a drag queen for the face of their recruitment program. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm ripping on the Navy. I was Army. That's what you do. You know? Yeah, Dylan, and if, Mo- and if you Dylan want to talk- Mulvaney is the one who's doing the Army ad, just to let you know. Really? <laughs> no, I'm just no. kidding. Gosh. You <laughs> asshole. I wouldn't I be surprised, you know? I wouldn't be he surprised. He had all <laughs> you guys going, too. It's <laughs> <Dylan. laughs> Uh, well, William made sure to equalize things. His, William, for a brief point, was in uh, the Chair Force ROTC. Oh, no, now, mm-hmm. I def- now I'm offending all the Air Force uh, veterans watching <laughs> our show. I love all you guys, by the way. I love all my fellow veterans. They get the ribbing. Chair Force, the mm-hmm. Navy, Marines. Marines, everyone's got respect for the Marines. Marine. Mm-hmm. Once a Marine, always a Marine. But I, I come from the Army. So William took a shot here. And it's true. And it's fair. And I remember seeing this, and I was very upset. This is not the first time that the United States military has pandered to the woke left. In 2021, the Army mm-hmm. released a TV ad featuring a lesbian marriage ceremony. That same year, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark Milley sounded an alarm on so-called white rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I think that was the video that I was talking about that I saw compared to the Russian ads. You know, it just goes to show that, you know, you know, other countries look at those videos and they just lose it laughing. They see how weak we are, how pathetic we are. And, uh, you know, it's obviously that, you know, they're just trying to promote a specific agenda. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. And it has no place here. The job of the military is to close within and destroy the enemy, yeah. right? To protect the borders, defend the homeland, um, mm-hmm. and to go institute democracies all across the country or the world. Mm-hmm. Not that last part. Sorry. Not that last <laughs> yeah, part. Yeah. You dang neocons and your global quest to, create an empire what a stupid stupid approach to foreign affairs that mm-hmm. we just institute democracies all over the world 
Jake, and I was a part of that, by the way. How would you how would you deploy a group of uh, a group of drag queens? What what type of mission do you think that a, a group of drag queens could do? Well, it'd be a psyops off uh, <laughs> uh, campaign here. Yeah, uh, we bring it in. Uh, like, well, it would work very well if we were ever to invade Bangkok. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in some parts of Afghanistan, might work very very well. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we also could add a couple goats into that one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The stories, by the way, of some of those Taliban people. Oh, boy. I've, mm-hmm. I've actually got a story that relates to what Jesse said. I um, used to study up on the Mossad a lot, which is CIA foreign intelligence, but over in um, Israel. How did you know that, Deep State Dawson? <laughs> I, I, I wanted to study up before. So the re- okay. Uh, and there was those studies in uh, Langley there or what? Well, Mossad, they did 9-11, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You don't, don't need to answer that question. <laughs> but anyway, so I wanted to be a, a in the CIA uh, before college. So he, I read he up. Wanted, he wanted to be in the CIA. Yeah, that's right. Deep Instead State I'm, Dawson. All right, sorry. Instead sorry for I'm interrupting you, Deep State Dawson. Yeah, no problem. Maybe he is CIA. Oh, <laughs> that's what we wonder. But um, one time the Mossad had a giant mission where they had to assassinate some Taliban leaders. I think it was three Taliban leaders. And so they had three uh, Mossad agents, all men, dress up as women and convince these Taliban leaders to get into a taxi with them. And then <laughs> murder them all like right there inside the thing. And it... It was it was it was so badass. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, in other words, it could be deployed. I, I could see some very really valid to, use. You know, it's even more insult to injury because, like, if they would have just fooled them with women, they'd still feel like you know, oh my god, how'd that happen? But you know, to have dudes pretending to be women to do that, you know, I'm sure they had to be beside themselves. Mark, you remember when we were young and you know, dressing up like a woman was a funny thing? Like it was just used for comical right. reasons. And then the drag shows were like in those places you never go into. Yeah. You know, that's our next report. We're going to send William on location to some of these events. Mr. Straight Laced. Just kidding. We're not going to do that. William couldn't be here today, so I can make Well, we should. Like I said, we should do on-the-street interviews, maybe go to some drag shows. And, you know, you get some amazing. Well, you had me on the the on-the-street stuff, but the drag shows. Why not? Mark, reporting live from (laughs) drag, whatever. (laughs) Should I put on a dress and shave my (laughs) Marquette Bischofsky. Marquette (laughs) Bischofsky. There you go. Marcy. Yeah. Marcy, Marcy's better. What do you guys think, Marcy Bischofsky? Should we it's see it? It's not happening. Oh my God, your wife's just like, are you kidding me? This is so. Insane. She's probably watching too. How you doing, Lori? Yeah, Lori. <laughs> yeah. I am so sorry, Lori. Uh, looks like he'll be making the cookies from now on. <laughs> we had a box those go for like a hundred some bucks, two hundred. Yeah. I can't remember. It was like some mm-hmm. good stuff. Some good cookies. Mm-hmm. All right, what do we got here, Bridget? Um, Tucker says double agent Dawson. Double agent Dawson. <laughs> I like it. Deep state double agent. Look at that haircut too. What a what a stud he is. <laughs> wow. Yep. We went square on the back, huh? Yep. They always ask me square around. I'm like, I don't care. I don't. I don't have to look at my back. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Bad Hat Harry says, "Don't forget about the Space Force." I don't yeah. know, like how. What do they do? <laughs> well, or- defend us from space. Um, <laughs> space threats. I think is their mission. Mm-hmm. I actually thought it would be kind of cool to get back in the military and the Space Force. I got to mm-hmm. admit, I think it's pretty interesting. I'm very interested in space. Venus it was beautiful in the sky last night, in case you guys didn't see that. Very I saw a picture, bright. yeah. Awesome. Um, and I do think that a cataclysmic event can happen. You know, certainly has happened in the history of the world from like a meteor hitting the Earth. So mm-hmm. it's worthwhile. 
I don't know if their mission goes beyond that, if they got a secret compartment. Uh, Dawson, do you know? Do they have a secret compartment <laughs> with the Space Force? No comment? Well, wouldn't the Space yes. Force also be involved with, uh, like, missile defense, too, potentially? Because they can, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah Lori definitely. just commented. She said, please, no drag. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's awesome. The Space Force thing, though, I think it's awesome because, uh, you know, I think it's really just China, Russia, India, and the United States that have a presence in space. And so, you know, considering that those are the four options, I definitely want the United States there. And, you know, China's doing all kinds of things in space, throwing these satellites up there. We need to be uh, constantly tracking them, and we need to have a presence uh, beyond us because, you know, like Elon Musk thinks, you know, maybe people have to eventually go to Mars. I don't know, you know, but people should be allowed to, you know, do what they want, and uh, we have to have a presence in space. Yeah. Um, I thought about going the AI route here. Okay, I'm going to do this transition here uh, because this is – so my theory is they're – Aliens could be some civilization that once existed that shot AI up into space because we wouldn't last long in space, right? As mm -hmm. carbon-based life forms. Mm -hmm. And so maybe they have now come back and that's what we assume are these UFOs, you know, things, right? Just a theory. Not saying mm -hmm. I'm totally bought into it, but I don't know what the hell the Pentagon's showing and all these this new evidence on UFOs. I don't know what to think about that stuff, but there is the possibility because we've already shot AI AI to some degree, the rover and Mars into outer space. So mm -hmm. do we have some kind of like silicon based life that operates like some kind of being, some kind of creature mm -hmm. that we've already shot up in space? I don't know. But that anyhow, I thought of that because it'd be a great segue into what you want to talk about this AI ad. Because mm -hmm. um, AI is like growing exponentially, like by the day. Mm -hmm. So what, what do we got here? We got an ad that was created by AI to yeah, respond to Biden. That's right. And also, you know, I know that the one of the founders of AI who worked with Google has now quit his job and he's, you know, warning people of the dangers to come. And so what I understand of the, what the Republicans Look at Mark's put out, face right now. Look at that. He is just like, mm-hmm, uh-huh. <laughs> This is the show topic, Jake and I, five hours. We <laughs> raise $500 in Rumble Rants. We will do, we'll bring this show. It'll be World War III. It'll be the Great Depression with <laughs> bank failures, AI taking over, Terminator style, and how to prep for it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. We have to raise, yeah, like we've that. only raised 10 bucks in Rumble Rants. So $490 in Rumble Rants, and we'll do this show for you. Mm -hmm. All right. Sorry for interrupting. Uh, you. But yeah, so obviously we all saw what Joe Biden had put out that, you know, stupid finish the job ad, you know, his uh, newest campaign ad. You know, well, it's for freedom. Didn't you, didn't you see the yeah, ad? Yeah, freedom and freedom. get the job done or finish the job. You know, it's like he hasn't done a good job, you know. So, you know, to, to think that people would want to rehire him to continue and finish the job. He's out of his mind, but Republicans apparently wanted to have a response video ready to go immediately after uh, the Biden announcement video. So, yeah, Dawson, if you want to pull up that link and we can watch it, because uh, what they did was they used AI-generated images of uh, Biden and Kamala and, and all of these. Uh, I'm sure what they had to do was lay out the text of uh, what they want to be said, maybe the music, but uh, the images themselves are, you know, completely generated through artificial intelligence. It's like graphic, not like mm -hmm. pulling them off the internet. Right. These are this just in. Ooh, that's loud. Yeah, sorry about that. I don't know why Twitter always cranks the volume. Yeah. Every single time. Uh, Elon. Now call the 2024 presidential race for Joe Biden. This morning, an emboldened China invades Taiwan. 
Financial markets are in free fall as 500 regional banks have shuttered their doors. Border agents were overrun. Sounds by like our show, Mark. Yeah. Illegals yesterday evening. Officials closed the city of San Francisco this morning, citing the escalating crime and fentanyl crisis. Who's in charge here? It feels like the train is coming off the tracks. This just in. So, I mean, that wouldn't be hard to do, but I'm guessing those aren't actual images. So that's what you're saying is computer-generated images. Mm-hmm. Like that's a victory. I, I think it does say, yeah, it says 2024 there, Joe 2024. So that mm -hmm. actually didn't happen, right? <laughs> yeah. We're looking at an image that's not true. Not that you couldn't Photoshop it, but if AI could do it, why not, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and they actually the make Biden look younger. This, when you watch this type of ad, you know, it, it's not something that you could immediately assume is AI. You know, it, it's not something that immediately caught me off guard and made me question it. No. no, it wasn't until I saw reporting after the fact that people were saying, no, this was artificial intelligence that the RNC used. And it, to me, we're walking into some deep, bad waters with this because uh, all of a sudden the Democrats are going to be doing the exact same thing. We're going to see them putting out these ads of Trump saying the craziest, most ridiculous things that he didn't say. And uh, it just freaks me out a little bit. We should be able to know truth from fiction. And I'm obviously for free speech, though. People should be able to create and uh, manipulate videos and do what they want with them. But uh, to me, it's a little bit scary for a major political party, the Republicans, to be utilizing this technology. Uh, and it wasn't the most spectacular ad in the world. I agree with what it was saying, you know, but uh, it wasn't the most spectacular ad in the world. It wasn't. Uh, I just don't know if this rollout of AI is a good idea. I've and actually, uh, obviously they want to, you know, what really is going on, the technocracy, I'll get my conspiracy hat on here for a second. The technocracy, the <laughs> really what they want to do is they want to push transhumanism. They want to make it so that AI and humans are coming together. They want to make humans robotic. They want us to lose our free will. And uh, they want to make us completely determinist slaves uh, that do whatever, you know, the globalist population wants us to do. So these globalist leaders, I say, hell no. I'm never going to merge with the AI. I'm never going to be a transhumanist. And that's why I'm against this AI ad, you know? It's like, let's not lean into that. I'm against it. Everyone's like, uh, screw Jake and Mark's show. I just <laughs> want Jesse for five hours. <laughs> what were you going to say, Dawson? I've actually got a little bit of insight on this. If you don't know whether or not an image is AI, um, there's two big things that you can look for. You can look for repeated patterns in hands specifically. Um, in this video, there were a couple spots where like the hands separating his face, so this one and this one, very, very similar. That's usually a pretty good signifier of something being AI generated. And that is interesting that they're in like the same general shape, but what's the rationale like technically behind that? Well, a, a, a computer is going to use one picture of a hand, hand more so than it's going to go Ah, I see. Yeah, okay, got it. And then you can also see that in this shot here, these... um. This, it's not hands specifically, but every single one of these ladies having their arms crossed in this exact pose. Oh, this hand yeah. is crossing over the exact same. Yeah, and there would hand. be no real logic behind that, would there? No, it doesn't make very much sense. Like and also, the last thing that I want to point out is that uh, an image like this, I don't know why in the world any videographer or photographer would blur it so much. So they're blurring it in post in order to make it... Um, in order to make it harder to tell that it's AI. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Like, like. Well, I mean, that's just not Biden either, right? That's pretty obvious. It, right. So, I mean, when it comes to AI art, be smart about it. I mean, it's so clearly not Biden mm -hmm. when you look at it, but you're not noticing these things. 
Very interesting. I'm glad you were schooled in Langley there, Deep State Double Agent da- <laughs> Dawson. That was yeah, very, no very cunning. That was on the fly, too. Not even mm-hmm, prepared. Yeah. yeah. I, it, AI art is becoming a really big deal in like the kind of stuff that I deal in because if AI art gets too good, then what am I supposed to do? So I'm better than it. Mm-hmm. Well, did you see that yeah. Rogue, someone put out a full Rogan episode that was AI? Yeah, I have seen so that. So it won't be long, and oh, you'll just shit. be able to push a button. Jay. Yeah, they, they don't they even did, need they did me. one with, a, with yeah. a Rogan and Trump. I watched that. It's like, this is weird, you know, that, you know, the technology is there. but And you can tell it's not it's not fully there yet, but, you know, it's coming. Hold and on. it's coming in the next few years. Is Tucker even a fan of the show, or is that AI? I mean, he's always yeah. commenting. Uh-huh. Does this guy actually <laughs> even exist? Might not even be. Is the Patriot Carlin Nelson not Senator Carlin Nelson really yeah. just a bot? <laughs> yeah, right. We don't know. We got to get to the bottom of this story. <laughs> All right, let's go to, let me go to a new story here. Oh, I got to do an update on Maddie Kingsbury. A lot of people have been asking about it. I am very sorry not to, we, we did this episode two weeks ago on Tuesday, on a Tuesday. Maddie Kingsbury gone missing. We had Carmel and Tim Eikhoff in the studio. They're uh, aunt and uncle to Maddie, who went missing in Winona. And this is, I think I've got this right, March 30th. I think it was last day of March, March 29th, 30th. Went missing. Two little children were in daycare during the day. She was supposed to work. Never reported in. Um, and then not seen at the pickup. The uh, boyfriend or the baby daddy um ended up having to take the kids that night a lot of people suspect he has there's some foul play there won't get into it but uh there's just he's the last person to actually see maddie she just went di- she just disappeared basically from best we could tell after 8 15 in winona the, the that day it was uh rainy snowy you know typical march april minnesota um 30 some degrees no coat left with don't even think the shoes she would have wore purse and uh cell phone so it just seems like she just went missing without her own not on her own devices right because mm-hmm. why would you leave without the coat why would you leave without the wallet and then the what 26 year old girl doesn't leave with a cell phone right um the police and, and we brought the story to you um we want to bring more attention to this thing um the reason i haven't talked more about it is there really isn't much to update you on we don't mm-hmm. know where Maddie went, and it's it's so sad for the family. Uh, I keep in contact with Carmel all the time, trying to learn more about it. Um, but pull up the Facebook page. There is a candlelight vigil. Now, this doesn't mean she's dead. Mm-hmm. You can only make whatever assumption you want here. But they want to memorialize at least her with some bit of hope. It's over a month now. Um, you know, and that's during basically break season so flooding and all that kind of stuff uh and they've searched areas from winona down to the iowa border um i was actually part of the search back in early april checking some really interesting areas we don't know but this is a candlelight candlelight vigil uh at veterans memorial park on uh so that's tomorrow so friday the 5th at 7 30 p.m if there's inclement weather I think there's a backup location. I'm trying to read from the screen. I shouldn't read from the screen here. Let me pull it up on my end if I can. Does this say, are you looking at the story, um, Bridget? It's kind of fuzzy online. I can't see. In the event of inclement weather, the venue will change to First Congregational Church. First Congregational Church. Okay, so there you go. 
So, uh, and you could just look this up. It's called Shining Light for Madeline. Her name is Madeline Kingsbury. If, and the reason we wanted to do this on our show, because obviously we're talking politics all the time, but we have a lot of followers down in the southern Minnesota area. Like, uh, we're talking about, like, going from Winona, Houston, La Crescent. Um, the reason I was joining, because I was down visiting my parents, I came from La Crosse area on Alaska in particular. And so I was down for uh, Easter. I was like, I got no plans on Saturday, so I went over and joined the search. So, oh, William's back in studio. There he is. Look at that sharp-looking guy. You want to come on set? Oh. Well, wait, I guess we got we got a camera in there, too. I don't know where we put you. I don't know if it's set up. Well, if you want to wire him with a mic here, uh, Dawson, we can put a mic on him. Uh, so, anyhow, um, yeah, an area all the way down to the Iowa border. Um, what's the Rushford? Is it Rushford, I think, is the town? Kind of in the hill country. It's gorgeous country. Um, you could check that Facebook page and other things. They'll, they'll do a lot of um, updates on like where the private party searches are. Basically, the police, the only stuff they have, it's just very limited search areas at this point. So they're not doing huge mass searches. Um, we'll as, as soon as we have some really new, interesting info that might help to, you know, find her, we're gonna bring it to you first thing, right? It's just the the problem is we just don't have much more to go on. I know a couple things a little bit behind the scene, but there's nothing I could tell you that would help. So once again, go back. I think it's episode, what is it, 35 or 36? I can look this up real quick. Um, I think it was on April. Uh, let's see, April 3rd. Nope, April. Where did I do this? Why am I having so much trouble finding it? 20, not the 20th, the 13th, not that. Probably 11th. There we go. April 11th, Tuesday, April 11th. It's uh, The Truth Hurts, number 34, Searching for Maddie Kingsbury. So if you want to learn more about that, you can go back to that episode. We lay out everything we possibly can about the story. Uh, we show you the search area. Certainly, if you know people in that area, uh, buildings that might be on properties that don't get a lot of attention, that would be some of the key search areas. So that's uh, episode number 34 in The Truth Hurts. You can look it up on Rumble. Uh, to learn more about that story. It's just a sad story. God, can you even imagine those kids? How old are her kids? Um, one was a two-year-old, and I think the other is four or six. Gosh, can I'm you? Forgetting that, age. It's so horrible. It, it, mm -hmm. it made me it, uh, think of the Lacey Peterson thing, you know, for mm -hmm. how many months in California. And it's like, you know, they're obviously focusing on I watched that episode, and they're, they're looking at the father – I mean, that's the first person you think of, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's troublesome to, like, start pointing fingers right, at this it's point. Like, but he's got to be the one with the most information, the last one that saw right. her. So, And mm -hmm. they're usually the guilty. Well, and party. you also look at what the police are searching. They're focusing on the area down where his he's family's from. from. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's like we're not telling you something. You can't just think yourself. I, I just came in. There aren't any new updates, are there? No, no new updates. We wanted to show people the candlelight vigil, at least – bring it up because oh. we just don't know at this point yeah last story we got for you is um you know so and we talked about this last week um how minneapolis uh there's some, some emails revealed pentagon emails from a foia request with star tribune showing just the utter failure of um tim walls and jacob fry during the the burning of the third precinct and those riots and how they they could have had the national guard on the ground to stop this stuff from happening once they burned down third precinct, we watched the auto zone, we watched the target, everything else go up. 
It was chaos. It was utter chaos. I'm not saying we could have stopped everything because there was thugs, but we could have stopped a lot. This falls square on the face uh, or the lap of uh, Jacob Fry, the mayor of Minneapolis, and Tim Walls, who were going like this to each other. And then what you, you wrote in your article, mm-hmm. Tim Walls then endorses Jacob Fry for re-election. Mm-hmm. Let's pull up the article, the bailout number two of, uh, of um, Minneapolis. Tell us about the story, Jesse. Right. So, uh, you know, right now when everyone's sitting there wondering, when are we going to get our surplus money back? What are the politicians doing? They're looking for ways to spend it on, you know, crime rate in Minneapolis and bail them out as if, it, you know, it's the responsibility of Minnesotans to fix the, you know, destruction of Tim Walls and uh, and uh, Jacob Fry. So, you know, obviously we all know that everything started with the Black Lives Matter and George Floyd stuff where Tim Walls was refusing to deploy the National Guard. And, uh, you know, it's, I'm not sure what to make of it. I'm not sure if you guys think that Jacob Fry was actually trying to convince Tim Walls to bring out the National Guard, but that's what Jacob Fry started to say. He said, you know, I was trying to get the governor to do this. And then Tim Walls came back at him and you know, that's where Tim Walls had said, you know, I think the mayor said that I request the National Guard. Whew, that's great. We're going to uh, we're going to have massively trained troops. No, you're going to have 19-year-olds who are cooks. So that's where Tim Walls had, you know, said that the National Guard are just 19-year-olds that are cooks. Uh, so obviously Tim Walls doesn't have any respect for the National Guard and uh, the members of it. Uh, but, you know, despite all of that, like you said, Tim Walls, it's one big party. And Tim Walls got behind Jacob Fry. And Jacob Fry, total radical, uh, you know, since they have the same goal of uh, destroying Minnesota and uh, all of the destruction we've seen and the burning of the 3rd Precinct, Tim Walls could have, you know, gotten the National Guard there before the 3rd Precinct building fell. And uh, he didn't. And so, uh, you know, so right now, what is the legislature looking to do? They're just going to give them even more money. And uh, waste our surplus dollars. $100 million, it looks like, right? And this right. comes from the Promise Act. Right. So the Promise Act, that was the original bill. That's what they want to call it, the Promise Act. Uh, you know, and of course, what do politicians do? They take these bills, they stuff it into some omnibus bill that they hope that no one, ever, uh, no one ends up reading. This uh, bill that it's in now, 174 pages. How many Minnesotans are reading those 174 pages? Almost nobody, because not even the politicians read it. The Democrats just vote for whatever they're told to, and a lot of the Republicans do the exact same thing, too. Uh, so if you want to check out that bill for yourself, the Omnibus Bill, it is the Omnibus Economic Development Bill, Senate File 3035, uh, so people can find that for themselves. But, yeah, it was the Promise Act that was the initial language, and then they just stuff it into this Omnibus Bill, hoping that nobody finds out, but luckily we're on top of it. And... Jacob Fry, just this morning, he held a State of the City address, and uh, obviously, you know, he's just leaning into all of his progressive stuff and uh, all the socialism, so it was uh, no good to watch, and it's just proof that, you know, I'm not sure if the Twin Cities can be saved. You know, it's going to, you know, we we talk about New York, we talk about Chicago, we talk about these major cities, and, uh, you know, it's going to take someone who will straighten them out and, uh, you know, get the police uh, working together and, you know, there's so much that needs to be done to save the cities, but, you know, you know, I, it makes me wonder, can the Twin Cities be saved? Not with Jacob Fry. Go to actionforliberty.com. You can read more on that story. We also posted on, uh, oh, we haven't posted on Twitter. Welcome I just back, got here. We? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did post that. We were doing the show on there, so I still can figure out the, 
the link and everything. <laughs> um, so, William, I don't know where we catch you up on the stories. Uh, I mean, the uh, World War Three discussion. The oh, is it official? Great Depression. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> is it official? It's pretty much official at this point. Will the history books say it's official? At this uh, point? Who knows when they're going to credit it to. But, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. this just goes to show that these politicians, they don't care about us. They're lying crooks. They'll screw us up. They'll screw up a city. They'll let chaos ensue. And then, as we said from the get-go, with COVID, they won't ever be held accountable. They'll go into our pocketbooks, take more of our money. Mm -hmm. And I I guess we should mention they're trying to raise your taxes, too. And it's Mm -hmm. not just the wealthy billionaires. Oh, I I should have brought this on the show. I just saw a clip. Uh, Young Americans for Liberty tweeted this. It's uh, Bernie. Who is Bernie talking to? Was it a late night show host or something like that? Basically, no, no, it was Chris Wallace on CNN. And he's saying that no one making over a billion dollars should be taxed basically all all their wealth. No one should have more than a billion dollars. And I'm just looking at this like, does this guy realize that they don't just have billions in cash? Mm-hmm. So is he like arguing? Yeah, it's an asset. Yeah, is he like arguing Elon Musk should give up Twitter to the government? Like, what is this guy arguing? This he's social- smarter than that. He's just regurgitating talking points. Yeah, but There's what's no his, way like, he's that dumb. What does he think should happen? That he should liquidate Twitter then? Well, and, and Bernie's been saying this stuff for like 60 years, ever since he was the mayor of uh, Burlington, Vermont, you know? So he's been saying this stuff for a long time. I think he's just got a mind that's on repeat by now, you know? Mm. He's, you know, almost, I, I mean, Bernie's probably about 80 years old. He, uh, you know, he, he's just very ideological and uh, it doesn't matter if it makes sense or not, because what, is he going to change his mind after, you know, 80 years of believing in socialism? I don't think so. Uh, so he's just regurgitating the same talking points that he's been saying his entire life. Right. I don't remember why I got in the Bernie comment. Um, you were running through a list of the show topics. Yes. They, well, I was going to say is they never will hold um, themselves accountable, just like in COVID. They're going to make you pay, and they're trying to raise their taxes. That's why I was on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I knew I had a point. They're trying to raise their taxes. So we've learned now that the Democrats, which they're not agreeing at all, like the word on the street is these guys are very far apart, even though they've got the full government. Um, they want to do a 20, uh, was it a 0.25% raise the metro sales tax. So if you live in the seven-county metro, they want to tax your Amazon deliveries, your Grubhub whatever eats uber eats mm-hmm. they want to tax your target uh, online purchases 75 cents per delivery that's what they want to tax you on mm-hmm. they want to keep the social security tax in place what mm-hmm. else they, they wanted an investment tax they want day? a new tier of income tax but uh, actually i don't think that that was in the senate version of the tax bill so uh the fifth income tax tier may end up not actually passing so there is that i and I don't know the answer to this. Maybe you can answer it. But the, the left, I saw an article on, I don't know, CARE 11 or something. But they spin it as it's a big tax cut. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there must be some cuts for someone, right? So that, that they can Oh, yeah. Say no, this. it's like it's a combination of tax tax cuts and tax increases, you know. And there was all these crony little pushes that they were trying to do, you know, the most backwards way in the world of uh, trying to get rid of Social Security tax. You know, just by increasing taxes on everybody else then. Smart. And, uh, you know, and actually what they were trying to do was, you know, give the government even more tax money. Their proposal would have given more tax money to the government than the Social Security tax money. So they're just looking to grow, grow, grow. So 
yeah, I'm. It's funny that they the liberal media is posing it that way because when people get you know when people are filing their taxes, they're going to know that's a lie. So wait, is this a net uh, increase or is it a net decrease? Well, we don't know yet because we don't know what the final bill is going to be. But mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if you've seen a fiscal note on this yet. I haven't seen a fiscal note. Yeah. I don't know yet. So I'm going to imagine it's going to be. So that's an interesting question. You have to remember we have a. 21 billion dollar budget surplus so that should all come back to us right so if it's a net decrease because of one-time payments mm -hmm. is it really mm. it's really not right yeah. they're definitely not doing any long-term tax cuts right if no. they're doing it they're doing some crony uh, giveaways or uh, refundable tax credits to their base yeah the only reason it would be scored a net negative is just because they're giving back us giving us back the money we already owe and i think do i have this right the the final proposal looks like is they're going to give us back 250 an individual and 500 yeah, a couple what the hell? yeah th that's what they're talking about they right. haven't obviously fully settled the bill yet and that's what is going on now but uh yeah it's pathetic you know they, they want to just give people crumbs of their own money hmm. all right let's finish the show out with some comments here let's hear from these guys um, so we have Kathy on Rumble said, I'm pretty sure the shot was my, why my mother-in-law got cancer and lasted three months. Wow. My sister-in-law has tremors, but she won't say it's related to the shot, but it started right after she got it. What do you think, Mark? You tracked Absolutely. this better than anyone else there I were, know. There were warnings very early on by world-renowned doctors saying that this shot will turn off your total cell receptors, which guard against cancer. There were many warnings that this is going to make cancer skyrocket, and we are seeing it right now. And there's this new thing called turbo cancer. There was an article: sixteen-year-old, yeah, sixteen-year-old boy goes into the hospital, dead six hours later from leukemia. That's wow. turbo cancer. And oh, I've man. seen many incidents like that. So yes, cancer's on the rise, and we might just be seeing the very beginnings of the side effects. From Harvard University, dramatic rise in cancer in people under fifty. And that's an older article. Yeah, it's September 8, 2022. There's a doctor out of the UK, an oncologist, saying his practice is just blowing up with cancer. Yeah, I've heard that anecdotally. And, um, and yeah, I'm trying I guess to I'd be a hard time finding real hard facts I except know. for a couple doctors. Once but, again, it's the lying mm -hmm. corporate media. They don't, want to, they don't want to present this stuff. It should be the number one thing. It should be very important. You've been lied to. They told you the wrong thing. And now there's adverse effects. Mm -hmm. And, oh, by the way, you can't sue the manufacturers of the vaccine. Yeah. yeah. Well, sorry to hear that, Kathy. It just sucks, and it just seems like, you, you know, we might not ever know on these things, right? But you just kind of go, sometimes it's that motherly instinct, you know. Um, I guess she said her niece, maybe it was mm -hmm. a sister niece. Okay, so, you, you know, you got that instinct that something's off, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe Kathy is a mother, so she's got that instinct. Mm -hmm. um, or did I, I misgender her? I don't know. She could be a guy. Hmm. Just kidding. Highly doubt it. She could be AI. Mean. Apparently she could be AI. Why do we even bother with the comment sections anymore? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Kat, not Kathy, I was going to say. I don't see the comment here anymore, but Carla Nelson, the Patriot, asked Jesse <laughs> if he had to do laundry because he's not wearing anything patriotic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, I don't know. Nothing just... patriotic? What are you talking about? Well, besides about? his hat, like hat. his shirt. I think she did <laughs> yeah. say shirt. No, that's funny. I don't know. I just didn't have my Trump stuff ready to go, but... Uh, Speaking of Carla Nelson, the Senator Carla Nelson, Senator Carla Nelson <laughs> is angry with this guy right here because I just can't seem to shut up about the fact that she missed the vote for the transgender children, uh, you know, genital mutilation bill. I just keep calling her out on Facebook. I just keep, hey, Carla, explain yourself, you know. She doesn't want to explain herself, and now she's untagging herself from all of my posts. I am now blocked <laughs> from Senator Carla Nelson's Facebook page. Oh, lawsuit was, time. Uh, no, no, that's illegal. 
Yeah, maybe, that. but you know, she could say, you know, oh, he was harassing me. Well, no, you I wasn't. Or you I was... just can't tag her. Which one is it? No, it's both. Uh, I can't even find her page anymore. Oh yeah, she can't. Do uh, that. But I, but she does have another page, Carla Nelson MN. So you know, I I'm tagging that one now. <laughs> so. But if it's her center page, she can't she can't stop. That's from... what I thought too. But you know. Oh, Lee Finky just wrote. I'm sorry, Chris Finky just said this today on Twitter that uh, he's going to. I was close. I almost did a William there. I almost hmm. said she. He is going to actually block people on Twitter. And he's like, I know that you're not supposed to do it, but I'm just well, no, doing he, it. He's blocking replies so that you can't reply to his tweets yeah. anymore. Well, that's, I think, yeah, that's the version on Twitter. Let me look this up here. No, so no, you can block people and then you can turn off your replies. Yeah. They're, the replies just means that you can't reply to Lee Finkley, I'm di- disabling all replies on my account for a while. It is clear Twitter, at Twitter, and at Elon Musk. <laughs> oh, she's going to get a... He... <laughs> He's not being protected. From, Have from no desire to protect speech. us from yeah. harmful, persistent abuse, lies, and harassment. I reject the idea that being I reject the idea that being in office means being forced to accept such behavior. Stay safe. Fight. Yeah, this guy's just looking fight. for attention. You look I at his know. posts, and, and <laughs> yeah. they're literally just attention seeking. But then when he gets bombarded, if you look at his feed, yeah. it's like literally ninety nine out of a hundred of them. Yeah, he's like, getting joke. ratioed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Mm. He's asking for it. Mm-hmm. Well, that just means we have to quote tweet him now instead. That's yeah. the new reply. All right, so you don't think what he's doing is uh, wrong? Like, it's not like that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I never said it's not wrong. Well, but I mean, uh, illegal, because I think Carla Nelson can't actually block you. I don't think that's possible. Well, blocking is different than turning off your replies. Yes, I know. I'm mm-hmm. saying it's not the equivalent you're saying. Right. All right. Because you can actually block people on Twitter, and that's what sparked that Supreme Court case with Trump mm-hmm. and other people who are blocking people. Well, there mm-hmm. you go. Well, luckily we don't need to worry about that with the Patriot Carla Nelson. Yeah. What else we got, Bridget? Uh, okay, Wall for Life says Fauci lied, people died, repeal the PrEP Act, and end the madness. Yep. And um, Bad Out Harry had a comment earlier. It says Lifetime Fitness CEO sent a mass email with figures stating COVID wasn't passed through gyms, then capitulated and closed all the gyms. Yeah, I remember that story. God, it's so funny when you start remembering these stories from back in the day. Mm-hmm. It's like there's just too much. I thought about doing a, depo- a suppository of like all the things, and it just I don't, I don't know if I did or just forgot about it, but there's just so many stories that that were really important at the time, and then it just got whitewashed from history. And of course, the media is not doing anything to bring it up, but yeah, I remember that happening. And yeah, they shut down gyms. That was their thing. Mm-hmm. Shut down gyms in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. The Lifetime yeah. uh, guy is from Minnesota, right? Well, they're headquartered here. I think he's from okay. Minnesota. Hmm. I thought so. Yeah. Hmm. But you wouldn't know that. You go to Planet Fitness. Yeah, there's I, so I much. Had, I used to have a, li- a Lifetime membership. I'm probably getting one this summer, too. It's so expensive. Just a one-up. The Woodbury one? Probably. Yeah. That's where I used to work out. Yeah. Yeah. I got sick of paying $90 to go to the weight room. Because it's like they got, they did have tanning beds in there one time, and it's childcare, and it's just like I go to the weight room. Maybe I warm up on the elliptical. What am I doing? You know, spending all this money. So didn't you make like sense. Like the for me. sauna or the pool Sauna's or nice. anything like that. Yeah, sauna's fun. Steam room. I don't know. If if I'm in the mood to eat apricot seeds, I might go into the sauna too and do a <laughs> cold plunge while I'm at it, Mark. But mm-hmm. I don't know. You ought to. I'm old school. <laughs> I go to practice every morning. I go. I go. I go to the gym. There's this voice in my head that goes, you better go, Jake. Go lift some heavy things. That's it. There's no hunk alarm <laughs> in my gym. <laughs> I just love that you guys go to Planet Fitness. It's cheap. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Can't hate a guy for going the cheap route. Mm-hmm. Those campiones for the win. What is that? Is that your place? Yep. 
Yep. That's the name of your gym. Sounds like a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> yeah. No, it, not quite. It's uh, almost. It's, it's just the champions in Spanish. Uh, hmm. Right, but that's why do they call it a Spanish name. Is it like a boxing gym or something? Um, they have boxing stuff there. Sounds like I a don't. Big I don't use it though. Oh, it's it's killer. It's super fun. Hmm. They're no, opening up a new location that's $100 a month to, to have access to. Where, where is it? Where's the new location? Um, the new location is in St. Paul. I can't remember oh, exactly that might be where. closer to me. Well, if, do you have guest passes? Um, I think so. Dude. <laughs> Check it out. Dude. Well. Good. We've learned uh, so much here at the end of this uh, show. <laughs> Why don't you guys take this offline? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, it sounds like a cool place. It is. If well, you're inclined to invite me, I suppose I'd go. Oh, that's a, that was a very <laughs> desperate attempt to get invited to his gym. There. I'm actually one here that's worked out with Dawson. When we were in Vegas at the National Associated Broadcasters show, we went to the gym together. And I got to admit, for a guy that had only been lifted for a week and a half, his form was really good. So it was, yes. And somehow, as he's... Trying to put on mass, he ends up losing 20 pounds. So he's doing something wrong. He's eating protein all the time, and he still loses 20 pounds. And I won't shut up about it. No, I, I gave you crap because the first – okay, I'll say the story, and then we'll sign off. <laughs> the first night in Vegas, that's all you could talk about was your diet. And I had made a comment, very gender-insensitive comment, about how you talk about your diet like you're a person of the opposite gender, right? Because I was kind of getting sick at this point as we were about to scarf down some juicy burgers from this burger joint mm -hmm. that I got to hear about. But I don't want the bun because I am going strict pro. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that isn't, no, when you take your diet out on other people, it's one thing there to just, go. like, do it. But if you're, like, complaining about it while you do it, <laughs> no, that's no, no, not I, fair. Okay, I need to point out, I was never complaining. I was just like. Were you trying to shame Jake? Were you, yeah, what were you was, doing? Yeah, oh, you're shaming Jake that? for eating bread. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I was just like, man, I don't know how I'm going to fit 80 grams of protein in at one meal in a Vegas thing where a pound of wings is like 60 bucks or whatever. Yeah, that's the problem is I'm trying to enjoy dinner with him and Dale, and then all I can do is do the measurements in my head for him. <laughs> I was like, geez. When did I, when did I ask you to do a single measurement? Oh, just by talking about grams, and all I could think about <laughs> is, well, let me think here. Maybe I can help him out. Like, why am I doing the math for you? <laughs> I'm not even eating my burger now. Yeah. Jeez. In instead, awesome. I just downed like three shakes a day or something like that. It's the easiest way to do it. All right. We have a couple questions. If you how want many, to read those. How many uh, apricot seeds would it take to get to uh, the grams of protein you need? Zero grams of protein. Poison if you died from cyanide. All right, go ahead. What are the comments? Um, Tucker wants to know if you have any thoughts on the Marine who choked out a belligerent black man on the New York City Didn't subway. see it yet. Didn't see it. You want a live live comment? We still got an audience, so go ahead. Let's pull up this live. Uh, I know Crowder was talking about it today. We do have a live audience. We also have a recording in 20 minutes. Well, that's mm. Mark's recording. Do we have a, you have a Zoom? Yeah, I got an interview. You got a Zoom? Okay. We can't do it. Three. Sorry. I was giving you a live comment on this, Tucker, but Mark's got a show. So, so I'll leave him hanging for next show. Yeah. Yeah, we'll leave you hanging. We'll give you our comment back to Sounds good. What other um, last question. Napkinator79 wants to know if anyone's going to the Trump rally on the 13th. Yes. Uh, Bridget and Maybe. Jesse are going down there together, right? I don't know if we're doing Yeah, we sure, haven't confirmed it, but yeah, I'm very open-minded. We, we don't have, we won't have the news truck ready by then, unfortunately. Mm, yeah. I want to send you guys down with the news truck. So, yes, we'll be on the ground. We'll probably 
bring them live on the ground at the Trump rally. Well, wait, no, not live because it's Sunday, isn't it? Sunday the Saturday, 13th? Saturday, I think. Saturday the 13th? Right? I can't even remember. I should know this. Mother's Day is the Sunday. It's a fishing opener, too, by the way. So yeah, it's it a Saturday. Sacrilegious okay, to go cool. down to Iowa that day. But, um, yeah, yeah, we will, we will definitely have some people going down there. Great mm-hmm. question. All right, uh, last thing, uh, sign up. Um, next Tuesday, we got Liz Collins. She's giving away a signed copy. We'll announce the winner live on air. I'm making promises I don't know if I can keep. I don't know. We'll have to figure out how we do it live on air, William. Wasn't, think on our feet. wasn't the winner going to be like a, a week after? That was the Shields gift card. I don't know. It'd be kind of cool to say who the winner is live uh, on air. Are you using the link that I made? I don't know. Here's the thing. Yes, it's right there. <laughs> William, it's right there. Okay, scroll down because I say that. Oh, you actually say on there? Well, yeah. We got to give them an idea of when we're drawing. Oh, yeah, I suppose we do. Tuesday, May. Okay. I can change it. If I feel That feels like Sign up after. now. Just sign up now. That's it. Makes it real easy. Sign up now. There you go. Uh, go to actionforliberty.com or in the link here, you can sign up for the LizCon book giveaway. Sign, sign copy. Tune in on Tuesday. We'll have Liz Collins to talk about that book and what happened during the riots and uh, what happened to her at her house with um, George or George Thompson, John Thompson shouting profanities and having a pinata, her and her husband, Bob mm-hmm. Kroll. It's going to be an interesting story. Um, and check out Mark's uh, Truth Expedition also on Rumble. Lots to talk about. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you.